It's just too much. I think she's a very nice girl. And they just made me employee of the month yesterday, so I'm getting a lot of calls. I know where I'm not wanted, and I'm not wanted any place where people have all these social obligations if you get one of me. That's not true. You have you have two kinds of stuffing. You have real cranberry sauce. Run! I mean, I have absolutely no idea what we're doing here, or what I'm doing here, or what this place is about, but I am determined to enjoy myself. And I'm very intrigued, and oh my, this soup's delicious, isn't it? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting After Show in which we continue to queen out on all things Best Supporting Actress related, re- awards related, I almost said rewards related, but you know, the only reward is this episode and it's yours. You win. Um, <laughs> and anything else we think we need to talk about. Um, I'm still Colin. And I'm still Nick. And uh, we are, uh, we got a couple, we got a couple treat things to talk about today. Uh of course, you know, in the theme of awards, there are the Critics' Choice Awards winners, uh, which, uh, as you mentioned in our main episode, changes up the race a little bit, or it changes up, you know, the odds, I guess, of, of who we think is going to get the Oscar. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I don't know how much weight is on the Critics' Choice Award, like, as far as, like, the determining sort of mm. vote. But at the same time, it's really interesting. I was talking to you early this morning, like... This best actress, best supporting actress race is just so exciting. It really is. I really like every other year we're always bitching about how like how predictable it is sometimes, but like mm-hmm. it they're really <laughs> things are heating up because we have two new winners if you're talking about the Golden Globes, two people that didn't win Golden Globes that won for those categories specifically, which I think is really cool. And I'm glad everyone's getting a little piece of the pie. Yeah, yeah, and you're right. The Critics' Choice Awards may have no real seismic effect on the Oscars, but, you know, as we play this sort of armchair, uh, you know, uh, analysis of what's going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, right, right. It it gets a little bit harder to make a prediction. Um, But, yeah, so so we'll talk about that. And, of course, we're also going to spend some time on Critics' Choice Award winner Nomadland, which, you know, we've now both seen. And... uh, we have not talked about really at all, so we're both. It's going to be a fresh conversation. It is. I wanted to text you so bad, even just like little things, but I was like, no, don't do it. Save it for yeah, the pod. Same, same. I was like, there was one thing I was going to text you, and I was like, no, no. He knows. You'll talk about <laughs> he knows. it. <laughs> he knows. I saw um, you, Erica. <laughs> that's <laughs> the blue jasmine. Yeah, that's my cape. Yes, it's it's great. It's really it's powerful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you cover your Australian accent, oh, Nicole Kidman could take tips. I know yeah. exactly. So what? Well, what first? let's. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, Nomadland, which we'll talk about later, you know, won Best Picture. So congrats, and and you know, I guess there's kind of like the the what are becoming the more obvious wins, like Chadwick Bo- Chadwick Boseman winning for My Rainey's Black Bottom for Best Actor is kind of like okay, yeah, I feel like yep. my bet is that's going to be consistent at the Oscars. Um, Daniel Kaluuya. Kalu- oh, I'm saying his last name wrong. Daniel Kaluuya. Am I saying yep, that right? You're right. Kaluuya, mm-hmm. uh, who won the Golden Globe, won for Judas and the Black Messiah. Um, so, who knows? Um, but that's the men. We're not here to talk about men. Yeah. Let's talk about some women. Uh, let's talk about Best Actress. Uh, so of course, I, it feels like at this point, kind of the um. Lots of familiar names and faces, you know, mm-hmm. Viola Davis, Vanessa Kirby, Frances McDormand, Carrie, Mc- Carrie Mulligan. Uh, and then, of course, Andre Day, Golden Globe winner Andre Day yes. for the United States versus Billie Holiday. 
and uh, a, a couple, I have heard of the movie Malcolm and Marie with Zendaya, mm-hmm. or Zendaya, however we're supposed to be pronouncing that name. Um, and, uh, of course, then Sidney Flanagan in Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, which I have never rarely or ever heard of. <laughs> Ooh, I, I just heard about this movie over the weekend. On uh, It's basically, I, I'm... I'm hoping because I was a little under the influence over the weekend, but um, it's basically about a woman who is uh, looking to get an abortion and like her journey because it's like illegal in her state. I think she's actually from Pennsylvania, like her age, like the age limit um, uh, is prohibiting her from getting. So she has to like travel for it. And that's like one of the first questions on like the uh, the form. I actually don't know what question was asked on the form, but it's like rarely, never rarely, sometimes always. I just love that title. I just think that's like so perfect. Yeah, and, and now I'm like, maybe I have heard of this. It is on HBO Max. Um, I've heard it good It came things. out last summer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, I guess it's a German movie, or it's a Ooh, it's a German production. Uh, you know, then, and I can't, of course, I can't remember it now, but it reminds me of what, whatever the name of the book was that Meryl Streep's character wrote in Let Them All Talk. It had a very similar name. Oh, I don't remember, Do remember it. That? Oh, uh, You Always, You Never. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, listen, there's been there've been there've been looser connections exactly, in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, well, okay, so now okay, now that I have a sense of a point of reference, now I'm intrigued. But of course, Carrie Mulligan won for Promising Young Woman. Yeah. I I'll have to say too, and just like as a like come on Oscars, you should do the same thing, that there are there's there are more than five nominees for this category. There are seven, which is great. Like just just do it. Yeah. Just do it. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Especially now. You don't need to make room at the tables in the in the whatever theater you had you yeah, do the Oscars. Everyone's at. at home. Yeah. It's just a it's just sending the Zoom link to another person. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I'll I'll let you kind of lead us in because I I have not seen Promising Young Woman. I know you said she was great. Are you in support of this yeah. this win, Colin? You know, I'm in. I, I think it's a. Re, I, I think it's an interesting choice. I think she's great in this movie. I think it is a performance that probably benefits from seeing the movie twice. But I don't really want to go through this movie again, or really more specifically, I don't want to go through the last like. I don't really like the last twenty minutes of the movie, or like something that happens about twenty minutes before the end of the movie. I don't want to go through that again. Oof. Um, yeah, it just it's like. And I think because of that, the whole movie was like, oh, God, fuck, why did you do that? And so not that it was like bad. It was just not. It's kind of like when we talked about with I care a lot where it was like, I don't need this right now. And I know that that's a stupid thing to say, especially as a man about promising young woman, because, yes, we do need this movie right now. And we do need this story right now. It's just I am, as we were talking about before we got on the mic, I, you know, in, in the midst of a pandemic, I don't know if I'm like ready for that you know and that maybe that's a stupid thing to say too but like that's my truth and uh it was a great movie i'm glad i saw it but it's kind of like if you're if what you're looking for is like feel good movies right now um this this one isn't going to be one of them but if you want to think and you want to get angry and you want to like feel some shit uh and you do get catharsis at the end um Promising a Woman is is definitely worth watching. Yeah, I mean, I I've heard mm. such great things. I'm loving that Carrie Mulligan's back in the conversation again. Um, good on you, Carrie. I I'm I'm fine good with on it. Ya. Like, I mean, 
After seeing Nomadland over the weekend, I'm surprised that Francis isn't winning more. Um, I'm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an interesting race. I mean, there's really nothing to add because we have look, we have like the SAGs, we have the BAFTAs, and then we have the Oscars. So, I'm I'm very intrigued by it all. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like instead of being disappointed, it's just like oh, okay, all right. Well, that's who won the Critics' Choice. Yeah, great. Award. Okay, give them all a yeah. separate award. I hope they all win one award <laughs> by the time they get right. to the Oscars. Right. Yeah. If everyone gets a piece of the Mean Girls crown. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, um, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that, of course, brings us to uh, Best Supporting Actress. And, I, you know, listen, I've yeah. gone on and on enough about it. I probably just have to watch the movie again and, and justify in my mind why Maria Bakalova is considered the Best Supporting Actress over Ellen Burstyn or Olivia Coleman or Glenn Close. Or really, uh, over even Amanda Seyfried, who I haven't even seen, or uh, Yoo Jung Young, who I haven't seen in Minari. Like, I, I just am like, I'm just, I'm just baffled. I'm just baffled. I think I'm gonna make it a goal to watch it by the next time we record next week. I think that uh, it's time. I'm gonna watch it like or the weekend yeah. or just one of these nights because I. You said it's like a shorter film, or no? It's like a it's like yeah. a decent. <laughs> Again, I'm always I'm like that annoying person who just keeps asking <laughs> how long movies right. are. I, I never used to do right. that. I would have just been like, okay, cool, I'll watch it. And what am I doing, Colin? Like, <laughs> what, what? I know, what do I know, I, have to I do? know. Ugh, I don't know. My time is. Precious. I think it's really, yeah. I think it's just about how much can my brain commit to right now. I and, guess so. Yeah. You know, like part of me thinks, oh, maybe this deserves an entire, you know, episode dedicated to her. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's just a best supporting, you know, after show discussion. But I just, I mean, The Father is coming out on streaming later this month. And so, okay, you know, and Minari's available to watch. Mank is available to watch. We've seen Hillbilly Elegy. Um, we've seen Pieces of a Woman. So it's like, I don't know. I... I I need to I need to follow what we just said earlier. Great, everybody wins an award. I I you know yeah. I'm so glad she won the Critics Choice Award. But yes, um, would I rather see her win this than like the Oscar? Yes, it's like it's it's so yes. funny because last year was Laura Dern and it was Laura Dern and we were like okay cool and this year right. if it's Maria Bakalova I don't it's gonna be another. You know the, the the only category that we really care about and and it's just right, like right. lukewarm winners yeah it's like oh come on this is like what we do a whole podcast about but i i I mean i don't Um, know i might watch borat and i might think that she should win the oscar who knows next week it's gonna be i'll text you though probably yeah i'll be like it's this is garbage mama (laughs) right right yeah well it's like and you'll be watching it through the lens of like oh this is an award-worthy performance yeah so like maybe that'll help whereas i was just kind of watching it like okay I don't know what the hell's going to happen, yes, you know? Yes, yes. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, I think, in, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm like not only, be, I think because you told me it's it's a bit of a slog. I don't really want to watch Mank, but I do want to see Amanda Seyfried. So I guess I'm just going to have to keep hitting that 15 seconds fast forward button a few times. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. It's just sitting in my Netflix queue. Maybe that's the other one I'll finish. Oh, God. I think I'll probably just fast forward. It's just there's so many men. There's so many men. Yeah. I just, yeah, I I don't need that. I don't need more men. Yeah, I don't. Uh, um, yeah. I am glad that uh, Chloe Sal won for uh, Best Director. I think that I think both yeah. of those might be a lock, Colin. I don't know. Like, I mean, we're going to get into it in just a moment about Nomadland, but 
I mean, I say that only uh, like after knowing that they both won the Golden Globe and they both won the Critics' Choice. But I mean, to right. me, that's that's some momentum. I agree. I mean, honestly, and you know, we will get into it, but I feel like that was one of the movie's like strongest achievements was the direction. Yes, like, it just yeah. I, I like it makes perfect sense to me, and and like even though I, even if I haven't seen the other movies, I just feel like oh, but the like. The accomplishment here, this is so, like, this whole fucking thing would have fallen apart without her direction. Yes. And I just think that, like, that is, you know, uh, that's worthy of an Oscar, Yeah, to I be suppose. commended, yes. I'm, I'm, and I love yeah. that it's a, a woman, so. Yeah. Great. Yeah, it's, uh, and I love that it's a woman, but it doesn't feel like, well, we have to give it to a woman yes. this year. Like, I don't want it, like, you don't want ever want it to be, like, a token thing. Even, like, the idea of, well, we got to give Glenn an Oscar sometime. Yeah. It's like, no. Give it to her for her best performance, or if she's the best performance that year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and give it to her when we have a live Oscar so she can have her moment on stage. I know. That's um, all we want. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, uh, anyway, she also won for Best Adapted Screenplay, and I did not realize that Nomadland was based on a book. I, I, In some ways, it, just, it feels like a documentary that it was like, is it based on a nonfiction book? Like, it just... Uh, for a movie that feels so far from fiction, yes. it was surprising that it was like based on a book and then it was adapted into a screenplay, you know? Yeah, it, I'm. it kind of reminds me, it's not the same, but it kind of reminds it's like the same avenue as like Wild with like uh, Reese Witherspoon sort of, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of like mm-hmm. journey into the unknown. But I mean, different situations, of course, too, but um, both like... And I think that was nonfiction. I think that Yeah, was, that was nonfiction, uh, yes. So yeah, different yeah. in that regard too. And um yeah, both like explorations of like grief, of like loss, and like what yeah. comes afterwards too. So, I mean, is that should should we shall we get into it, Colin? Shall we talk about Nomadland? Unless you had other things to talk about, uh, critics' choice. I mean, I, I think you know there was some maybe just some quick mentions yeah, on it. the TV. Like, well, just about the TV ladies. We don't oh, even yeah. we don't have to go through the rest My of them, goodness. but yes. just the TV ladies. Um, so for best actress in a drama series, of course, Emma Corrin won uh, for The Crown. Yes. And uh, then for Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Gillian Anderson won yes. for The Crown. Yes. Guess I should watch The Crown. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, but I did, did want to mention that Cynthia Erivo got nominated for The Outsider, and I've heard only good things about The Outsider, but it seems like a show that's like, I, it wouldn't be something I would normally watch, but I feel like everyone is saying it's great. Yeah, I love her so much. I am always rooting for her. And her amazing dress. Yeah, I kind of feel like <laughs> it's Cynthia Revo. Like, there's a reason enough to watch yes, The Outsider. Yes. Um, I and I'm also like, okay, Ted Lasso. If you're gonna get best comedy series, best actor, and best act, best supporting actress, what am I missing? Yeah, you maybe know? it's time. Uh, Pull the trigger. Yeah. I think we need to yeah. both get... I don't have Apple TV, but I, I I know it's it's like inexpensive too. And I my a lot of people said great things. Yeah, people say that it's, you know, if you like Schitt's Creek and the sort of feel-good energy of that, that Ted Lasso is, uh, you know, a, a similar flavor. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, Best Actress in a Comedy Series, <clears throat> you know, at this point it's like, of course it's Catherine O'Hara. Yes. Like, she's the sweep, you know. Uh, but there is that part of me that's like, I don't know, I keep, because it's so fresh to me, I'm like rooting for Kaylee Cuoco, you know. I'm like, ugh. But you were so good. You worked so hard in the flight attendant. You know. Yeah, it's like how I feel about uh, Christina Applegate too. It's like, ugh, you were yeah. great too. And I love that what right. we do in the shadows also got a nod as well too. 
Natasha Dimitriou. Right. I, she is the best part of that show. I think she was one of my BSAs of the week many moons ago. Uh, she's great in it. So that was cool. Yeah, I remember you talking about the show. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like seeing her on that list, it's like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. I'm, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that they're starting to get recognized. So, um, yes, I, mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, she's the only woman in the show. Uh, you know, they might have, like, some some one-offs every once in a while. But, like, in the core cast, she is the only woman. woman excuse me. So I'm excited for her. Great. Um, well, I just do want to mention the best supporting actress in a comedy series. I mean, you know my feelings on the Connors. <laughs> and... I'm just like okay. I don't, who Lacey is that? I don't even, yeah, I don't know who that she is. She plays Becky. That's Becky. Oh, and like, interesting. I was like, she must have had like an episode. She must have had some moment that was great. But okay, it, it's not that she's bad. I mean, I love Roseanne. You know, classic Roseanne, and and she's a big part of that. But I was just like, okay, Lacey Goranson. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, Ashley Park for Emily in Paris. I fully support that. I don't, was she my right, PSA you, of the week one time? She was. Yes. She was. Oh, my gosh. I, you, confession here, Colin. I had no idea TV <laughs> was a part of the Critics' Choice. I didn't even scroll down. That's when you were like, let's go to yeah. TV. I was like, what? <laughs> I know. It's like, girl, oh, there's, that a, is there's so a whole other cool. course. I'm, I fully yeah. support that. She's really she, – honestly, she is the best part of Emily in Paris. Like, uh, every time she popped up, super excited to see her because that show is – you know, it's Emily. And, did you know that it's called yeah. Emily and Perry, Colin? Oh, ugh. it's meant to be a rhyme, <sighs> Emily and Perry, and ugh. no one picked up on it. Uh, and then until like someone posted an article about it, I was like, oh, geez. <sighs> I don't. And the don't reason like that, that they got so much attention, I was, I think, I was listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour or something like that. Is that they basically was it um, Netflix, right? like wined and dined them. I don't know if they like flew them all over to the Paris or whatever, but they had like a huge like gala and like really wined and dined like the, the HFPA and really like made an impact. And that's why. Oh yeah. I mean, I knew that that's part of the game. Like you, you know, Uh you invite them to watch your film and you have a screening and you schmooze. And, but I think like the Emily in Paris version of that was like above and beyond like, beautiful and like funded by netflix so like of course it's gonna be amazing so it all makes Ugh, sense I, emily in paris makes me think of like denise richards and drop dead gorgeous it's just like the rich girl with the powerful parents yeah. you know and she's fine yeah. the lead actress is fine i feel bad that this is what we will remember her for like it's not her fault you know what i mean it's right. not her fault that she got nominated uh-huh. she's she's fine yeah, I always think of that with that girl Rebecca Black with that song Friday. <laughs> yeah. Like she took so much shit for it, but it was like, ugh. Like I feel like I've heard other things she's released since, and it was like she's not she's not bad. Like she's she has a great voice, and it's just that unfortunate video. And I was like, well, she was like a kid. I don't know. It's just yeah, you you get associated with one thing, and and everybody hates that thing, and then by proxy they hate you. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so justice for Rebecca Black. Yes, and. Uh, and congrats, Rita Moreno, for getting nominated for One Day uh, at a Time. Always, uh, always happy to see her. Always happy to see that. Uh, of course, Best Limited Series really created a bit of a, you know, a Sophie's Choice. Oh, in yeah. Queen's Gambit and I May Destroy You were stacked against each other. And in both cases, uh, you know, chess pun here. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I may take a small axe and destroy the Queen's Gambit. It's yeah. very unorthodox. <laughs> Yeah, just call me. Mrs. This is America. my own. This is my undoing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel normal, people. 
that's good. That's good. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but Hamilton won best movie made for television. Oh my gosh, I, I, I'm just like baffled by this because I didn't scroll down. I'm I, I'm, yeah. I'm experiencing this live, so yay! <laughs> it's even better. Perfect. Yeah, it, um, that's cool. That is so uh, great. That's cool. And actually, what's interesting is that and what the Constitution means to me. I don't know if I'm assuming they did a because that was a, a one woman show and I'm assuming they did a filmed like live production of it. Yes. It's somewhere. Um, I don't know if I an audience there. That, yeah. Yeah. Cause I saw it, I saw it, uh, went here in New York and it was, it was great. It was, it was really cool. Um, but I love that. Yeah. There's some live theater getting, uh, getting some recognition. I love so. that. Um, and then in terms of, you know, obviously Anya Taylor joy won for best actress in a limited series or movie made for television. Uh, you know, She's great in that, but like, I'll always say that Michaela Cole's rock. Yeah, like, I think no at this one point else could have. Yeah. yeah, it's really a shame. Yeah, uh, and then oh, fun mention uh, the old the old broomstick himself, Donald Sutherland, <laughs> yes. uh, won Best Supporting Actor I for know. The Undoing. Like, okay, fine. Was <laughs> he it great though? I don't know. Yeah. Scene. Okay, he was. He was. He was good, but it was also like, well, this is just kind of like Donald Sutherland. But he did have a great like emotional scene that was really good. Okay, so, um, so I'll give him that. We'll give it to you. Donald. And then Uzo Duba won for Mrs. America, great. and she was great in that. Great. So, um, I don't know. I'm not mad at that. And then I think that's all the ones that matter to us. So I think those are all the ladies, um, all the lady adjacent categories. <gasps> I did see in the Uzo Aduba category that Marielle Heller was nominated for the Queen's Gambit. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh. I, I just yes. didn't know any of yeah. this. Um, I know uh, all all of all of your girls I know. are here. <laughs> Former like BSAs of the week unite. Yeah, Margot's uh, in there. <laughs> it's. It, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see it. Uh, great. Yeah. Well, that uh, was a nice surprise. <laughs> I'm like energized. Yeah. By that now. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So now that we've now that we've covered everything, yeah, let's bring it let's, way down to go. Yeah. Let's get to. Pooping in a bucket in a yes. van. <laughs> what a segue. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. No um, <laughs> there, yeah, much like pooping in a bucket yeah. in a van, there's no easy way. And so uh, that, of course, means we're talking about Nomadland, which I, since you watched it first, you've been, you've been biting your tongue longer. I would love to hear your take on Nomadland. Well, thank you for the floor. Um, I... Loved it. I, I think like this screams so much like Oscar. It just feels like the, f I, I dare I say like the first Oscar-y sort of movie that I've watched so far. And keep in mind that mm -hmm. I really haven't watched too much. Um, but I just think this is like, again, we'll talk about the directing too, because I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. But in general too, like it is a beautiful, beautiful movie. And Frances McDormand, like I was, I was completely sold like five minutes into the movie. I hope that she wins best actress. Like, and I really say that too, because I saw, I mean, I've not seen Promising Young Woman, um, but I did watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom over the weekend as well. And Viola is great. Like she has like great moments, but this is like in a, in a totally different, like it, it's like in the stratosphere of like where she is compared to everyone else. She has my vote. Mm. Um, I just think it's like, I mean, it's, it's like peak Frances McDormand. I did not see three billboards. Did you see three billboards? I should have. And I can't believe I haven't yet. I did. Okay. I did. It was, you know, she's great in that, but like 
truly the standout of that movie is Sam okay. Rockwell. He's so fucking good in that okay. movie. I'm, I'm, I think he's so sexy too. Um, oh, and there's that, <laughs> and there's that, an added bonus. But like, there, I think was was I talking to you about it on the podcast? Maybe I, I can't remember who I talked to about anything anymore. But about how, <laughs> yeah, about right. how. Um, people were not criticizing, but they said like, it's almost like Francis McDormand was like Francis McDormand. Like there wasn't much of a character there because this is much like what she's like in real life. And like the, the realness of her mm. interacting with all these nomads and like, it's like, it really is so seamless, but I think that's part of the magic of it at the same time too. I, I was not, um, that didn't really like put me off or anything like that. I was just like this is just a beautiful like performance of like grief and just like a journey that this woman goes on for like an a cool hour and 26 minutes god bless that time <laughs> like it was great yeah. i i i think mm-hmm. there's a lot of like bsas but it's like the nomad bsas that we'll talk about too that are great um those are my opening thoughts i'm just going to leave it there how about you colin yeah, I um I think what I was gonna text you or where I was like, oh he I was like, oh he already knows, he already knows. I was just gonna text you Swanky. Oh, Swanky. I, I was gonna also text like, Linda May too. Linda May is great. Oh and Linda. Yes. Linda and Swanky. But Swanky are, are... got me. She got me, gal. Yeah. That was like the real like it, when we talk about the qualifications of the BSA and the maximizing potential and limited screen time and all that, and like what just kind of like the person in this movie, because I, it, I think it was just, it was just this woman, this real woman named Swanky, and he was just given these lines. Um, it just like stuck with me, and just like I, I just kept thinking about her and about that, you know, just the, those scenes with her. I was like, oh, this is like just, I, it was so, I don't know, like that's what stuck with me. I think maybe if not the most in the top three of things with about Nomadland that I've been thinking about since I watched it was like swanky yes and just Ugh. like who she was and that narrative and, and the idea that she was you know gonna be gonna die from brain cancer soon and this was just like i'm i, mean, I gotta go see those you know i gotta go see those birds one more time i gotta get on that river in, in alaska one more time and then it and then it wasn't sad it was just like well you know this is what i'm doing yeah. and uh that was i just oh swanky i i I remember when this movie first came out and I feel like I saw like very early discussions of like potential best supporting actress nominees. And I remember seeing someone mention Swanky from Nomadland and I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Uh, And uh, it's weird because it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't really feel like a performance and I don't, and that's where I'm so impressed with Chloe Zhao and, and, and my inability to pronounce her name correctly. Just like, I think that's where her direction it was so important because it's like she was working with so many non-actors and like found a way to still have it feel like a narrative, but also not feel like you were gi- like a John Waters movie where you're giving non-actors scripts, you know? Um, yeah. I really enjoyed Nomadland. I, I thought it was for a movie that wasn't really about, didn't have like a strong plot. It, uh, it, I didn't need it to, and it never felt boring. It never felt like it was dragging. Um, I, in terms of Frances McDormand, I, it was, yeah, like, even her, like, didn't feel like a performance, and I think that was almost like the double-edged sword of this, was that she was so natural and so real. At no point did I think, oh, this is just Frances McDormand being herself. This is, I was definitely seeing, oh, this is someone, this is this woman named Fran, but I think that, like, 
you just couldn't see where Fran started and Francis ended, you know, uh, or Fern, yeah, yeah. excuse me, Fern. Um, you couldn't see where Fern started and Francis ended. And I think that like, I think that made sense in this movie. I think if it felt like she was, you know, having big monologues or doing a lot of acting, it would have felt discordant from the rest of the movie. And so, um, there's a part of me that could understand why she might not get the Oscar because it's, there aren't those little like, you know, ticks on the, you know, the check on the checklist of like, Oh, did she do this? Was there that? Was she giving me these moments? Was there a monologue? Um, to like kind of stand out as best actress. But, um, I, I thought overall it was just like a really powerful movie that wasn't trying too hard to be powerful, if that makes sense. It wasn't like, I'm a movie with a message, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, for like as wide and and like ex- expansive as this movie is, it is like a small movie. It, it, it just feels like um, mm-hmm. like a snapshot of this woman's life, like post like her husband passed away. She lost her job. And is just lost in like every sense of the word, which is a fun. I, I I shouldn't say fun, but like it's it's really good. Like it's juicy stuff to watch. Like as a viewer and like as an actress for her, I can only imagine. Like it's such a Frances McDormand movie. Like it is. I can't yeah. imagine any. I mean, I could. You know, like there's any actress could have done this, but like it landed in Frances Frances's lap. And it's funny that you said Fran because I really do think Chloe. I I. I I'm still blanking on who the hell I was talking to this about this movie to, but they, cause David Strathairn, who we'll get to, um, his name is mm. Dave in the movie. And I think if they, if, um, if, uh, Frances McDormand would have allowed Chloe Tsao to like do it, that she would have named the character Fran too, because she really was like mm-hmm. honing in on like the real life thing. I think they, they got like, they wanted to get some of, um, Francis's like real friends in some of the scenes or even real family members. I don't know if it would have been like the David Strathairn family scene or something like that to really just bring it home and to get that natural ability or like sensibility mm-hmm. and just like interaction with people too. So it's funny that it was kind of like a Freudian slip, but I feel like in some ways, like if Chloe Tao had her way, she would maybe name that character Fran. But I was, I, maybe it's because I haven't seen three billboards, maybe because, um, I think it's like it's like the third Oscar for her, so it's hard. It's like not too many actresses mm-hmm. have reached that, so it's like a lot of actresses have two. So like, if she didn't win for um, three billboards, would she have won this year? I don't know. Right, right, yeah. Like, would this have stood out more? Is like you know, there there is that thing of like, oh, but she just won. Yeah, uh, it's <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it really is uh, overall just. Yeah, just like such a good movie, and I, 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 I think that I'm at peace with the idea of her not winning for best actress, but only because it's winning for best best director and potentially and like picture, yeah. I could see this winning best picture. Yes. I could easily see this and winning best be picture, and that I, that I think I would almost feel better about that because in some ways, like Nomadland is like it is a sum of its parts. Like I think it's it's benefiting from Francis McDormand not overacting. It's benefiting from like, I kept thinking watching this, you know, especially thinking of like Nicole Kidman and the undoing of like, this is the reason why, like why like plastic surgery and Botox and, yes. and, and smoothing out all the lines and whatnot is a disadvantage because Francis McDormand, there's just so much like life on her face and there's just so much like 
there that just her kind of staring, like listening to Swanky talk about, you know, the brain cancer that she doesn't have to like, like Nicole Kidman had to like work against God himself to try to frown. <laughs> whereas Frances McDormand can just summon it like a real woman, you know, like a real human being, you know, and, uh, and just get there. And I just, that was also very refreshing. I was like, no one's wearing makeup here. Nobody's, nobody's you know, touched up and, and camera ready. Like, and th- I think that in general lends to more interesting acting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I was, there are, there are so few movies that like you feel completely like transported. Like I, I locked myself in my bedroom and like shut the curtains and like really, you know, mm. tried to pretend I was going to the movie theater because that's, you know, you do what you can. Um, but like when I opened the door again too, like, and I was like saying hi to Keon and just like uh, go walking around my house too. It's like, I kind of had to like shake it off a little bit too, which is great. I mean, that's like Chloe Zhao like did her job. Like she, it, the direction and just like these just scenes, like I was never, I think like a lot of times too, it's, this is like something my parents would say, like it kept my attention the whole time. I hate when people say that, but like I was, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was never reaching for my phone. I was never like, I was just like invested the entire time too. And like you, like you said too, like this movie would have been, so different if it wasn't for Chloe Zhao, like what she did with it. Yeah. This is one of those movies where I'm just as interested in seeing the making of and seeing the behind the scenes as I am the actual movie. Cause it just, you know, what I loved as well was that I, and I didn't look it up, but I was so, so afraid there was going to be a moment where she, where Fern, you know, encountered someone who attacked her or or robbed her or something. But like, you know, but it was so little, ad, you know, adversarial people in her path. Like, I thought I loved that people were in general, not in a fake saccharine way, but like were genuinely like nice to each other. And, and there was a sense of community and connection that they um, naturally gravitated towards because they had to, you know, and um, and maybe because they wanted to because they weren't burdened with the rest of their, you know, with, you know, jobs and, and houses and whatnot that like they could just focus on, you know where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do and like connect with the people they find along the way. But, you know, it's like when that one guy who she gives the the cigarette and the lighter to yeah. earlier in the movie, she runs into him again later and gives him a sandwich. And I thought, Oh no, what's going to happen. He's going to be like whacked out on drugs or something. And it was none of that. It was just this great little human interaction. And, uh, and then, and then that was never boring, you know? And, you know, I loved the the little, you know, moment of her going to her sister's house and that little scene yeah. they had in the bedroom together. And uh, that sister was great. That, she was that great. was she that was a great little mm-hmm. role. She was she had that great little monologue. Um, but it just I like that, too, that the movie never got it never got went to that really dark place, but it was also not glamorizing this experience either. You know? Yeah, I love I really, really, really loved the choice of like. I shouldn't say, yeah, it is. I mean, the choice of like direction, I guess, or the direction I'll say of like showing that she had opportunities and she also has the choice to not live this lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like she has Mm -hmm. a sister who could take her in. She had David Strathairn, Dave, um, Dave. the ever handsome. My goodness. I was just, I'm just so in love with him. (laughs) I don't know what it, I'm just like, you are such a lovely grandpa. And I just want to like, I don't know. I, I just want to hang out with you and just like, I don't know, yeah. jam on guitars or something like that. Like I, he just seems so cool and I'm so glad he got, um, got this role as well too. And that he's sort of involved in the whole, 
the process of it too but like and, and and also like her going back to amazon every once in a while too it's like she you're rooting mm-hmm. for her in, in, a, in a, a typical situation it's like woman has everything come crashing down woman builds herself back up again and gets to a certain point and you can see it like things are hopeful um but it's not so linear it's it's like up and down and up and down and up and down and like she has the choice to in, to kind of yeah live and it's like in a way i feel like the grief is paired with you know being a nomad i guess and kind of searching for something maybe you know i'm one of the oh my gosh the one scene that just like destroyed me was just that random scene where she was talking to those two women and she was talking about her wedding ring and how she can't take it mm-hmm. off. I was just like, what a, oh my God. It, it only lasts about like 30 seconds, that scene. But I was like sobbing on my bed because they were just, she's like, <laughs> uh, you know, talking about loss and just, um, you know, how, you know, the ring is like, yeah, it's like all the cheesy stuff you hear about like wedding rings. It's like, it's it's eternal and it like, it's never ending, but like, the way that Frances mm-hmm. McDormand, like, she says, like, I bet you can't take it off. And she's like, I couldn't if I tried. And, like, the way her voice kind yeah. of breaks a little bit. Oh, forget it. Forget it. And then. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm just, I just have to take uh, a moment for that one. No, yeah. I know. That that scene, I loved, what I loved about that scene was that it would be so easy <clears throat> to make those two women look or sound like, you know, just crazy old ladies. Like, you know, where if she was just kind of like having this conversation just like but wasn't like invested with them i love that it was an invested conversation and i think that um that i think that was like such a nice like through line in this movie is like none of no one was made to look a fool no one was made to look like they had made the wrong decision or they were you know uh sort of to be looked down upon yeah. or pitied like it was um I feel like everybody in the movie was was treated with some kind of dignity, and I think that was that was unexpected because I think it's very easy to look at this and think, "Oh my God, you know, these people are you know whatever, whatever sort of cliche you want to say they're dirty or they're dumb or they're weird or they they're on the fringes of society." But I think it was um, when she was at her sister's house and they were having the barbecue, and I think her sister was saying like you know really fern is part of a great american tradition like this is you know this is nothing new and i and it just made the whole time i kept thinking you know as someone who has not been a nomad does not want to live in a van takes a lot of comfort in in having a home and and um you know wouldn't you know and having you know a bathroom and having running water and being able to take a shower whenever i want like all of that you know uh that's all you know i'm into all of that and so i but I kept thinking how like this, I don't know, like it made me wonder like how much is this happening? Like how many people are out there right now living this life? Yeah. You know, um, how, how quote unquote normal is this in that there's a, a, in that it's common, you know? Like, yeah. What are the things you take with you? Oh my gosh. The plates, when the plates dropped, I gasped. Oh, the plates. And oh, I thought, oh I was no. like, Dave. Oh, and even <laughs> Dave, Dave, you're just you bumbling fool. Yeah, uh, yeah. It just it was. Uh, I I really I really liked Nomadland, and I and I I liked that at the end. I mean, really, all we really saw was a year in her life. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that I don't. I think her going back to the house at the end and kind of like, you know, I kept thinking like, oh my god, you lived in this house for decades, and now it's just this shell that like anybody could walk into. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought all of that was a was a great way, without being too heavy handed, to suggest that like even though nothing major changed in her life, like the idea that she, you know, to kind of follow through with that that story, she I think she was telling Dave of how you know 
they lived at the edge of town and just beyond their backyard, you know, it was just, you know, open land and like, you know, you, I think she said something like you couldn't stop, something like you couldn't stop us from, you couldn't, I don't know. It's just they say that it, there was no limit. Essentially, yeah. there was no limit beyond their backyard. And I love at the end, like we get the symbolism of her walking through the broken backyard gate into that limitless land. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I think, I think you've 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 moved on, you know, in some way. Uh, and I thought that was a really powerful way to show that. Amen. I mean, I I just thought this movie was so beautiful in so many different ways, and it is a high recommend uh, for for me mm. at least too. I, I I here's my question, Colin. I mean, I, I know we're we're wrapping up the conversation about Nomadland, but what is your best act? Who is your best actress then, if it's not Frances? Just out of curiosity, I think it'd be fun to like kind of, yeah. anytime we talk about an award show, like who's your best actress and your best supporting actress at this point? So I would say, and if I'm going to look at the list from uh, the Critics' Choice Awards to get some ideas, you know, I, I think... I need to see that'll be kind of what I what I come back to next episode with is I'll finally watch Ma Rainey's Black Bottom because to me like in my mind my like assumption is like well A it's Viola Davis for God's sake yeah but B it's like that feels like a very actressy performance or where she has like a lot to do um and I guess I mean to be honest I think for like in terms of it in terms of the 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 timeliness of it and the meaning of it. Like I also can fully see Carrie Mulligan getting the Oscar for promising young woman, you know, like I, I can get together with that. Yeah. I, um, I think Vanessa Kirby is a bit of a dark horse. I still think that was an incredible performance. Yeah. Um, I'm facing things. I'm facing yes. things. Oh, the roar. But, um, the roar. But I, uh, I think if Carrie Mulligan wins, I feel like that'll mean a lot for the movie in the same way that if Nomadland wins, that means a lot. That that makes up for Frances McDormand not getting it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What about best supporting? I it's like we haven't seen the father. Mm. I know that's hard, and I know you haven't seen Mank. Yeah. That, that one's a little bit more difficult to like. I don't know if it's a fair question at this point. But if you had to say something, what would you say? If I had to say something, you know, it's like. Olivia's really never let me down and something tells me like a woman dealing with her father, you know, having dementia that she's going to knock it out of the fucking park. Um, you know, in terms of what I've seen, listen, Glenn's great. I love Glenn. I, you know what? I've already voiced my feelings on whether this should be her yeah. year. That monologue from Ellen Burstyn, that moment was so fucking phenomenal yeah, was and really was just great. such so fucking phenomenal. Of course, I haven't seen Minari yet either, and I do kind of want to add that to the list for consideration. Yeah. But uh, I would, I, you know what? I would, I would go for it. I'm going to make just a blind bet, and I'd, I'd say Olivia Coleman. There you go. There you go. Signed, sealed, delivered. I, so, yeah, right. I'm very fascinated by the the timeliness, not timeliness, um, or just like the timing rather of of the father. I'm surprised that like, they're like waiting for this long. I mean, I guess they knew, yeah, that award shows would be. It's like I feel like it should have came out by now. I feel like people should be starting to talk about it to give it that time to breathe in order, like in time for. Either she's going to show up like right at the perfect time or is it going to be too late? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be right on time. I feel like it might be. Ooh. 
Oh, it's... Well, there are theaters in New. There are theaters in New York that are sh- that are playing the father. Like I could go see it this week. Oh, Colin. But yeah, I know it's hard. It's like ugh, movie theaters. I don't know. Sitting. I know, but I have. I, I'll <clears throat> I'll know if I have the antibodies by then. Oh, that's right. So from yes. that respect, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, if I was to predict, I would say. It's like predict is an interesting word, isn't it? Um, I will say I'm mm. going to go with Francis. I am going to go like I, I okay. do agree with what you're saying. Like if it can win best picture and best director, that's that's more than enough. But I, I do think it's Francis. I do. I, I think that once you see Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, she, I'm mm. not going to say she doesn't have as much to do because she does. And like she is the movie. But Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman... It's like the uh, Sam Rockwell of it all, really. It's like it is about. I see. It is about him in a way, even though it's not about him. Um, and there are moments, like there are some great moments, like let it be known. But um, I think, yeah. Uh, but Carrie Mulligan, I love that choice for you too. I'm like, I love that journey for you. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go. I mean, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I think you should see Promising Young Woman. Like maybe read about what happens. Just you know. Yeah, we could talk off mic too, just to like tell me. Yeah. 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 Um, um. But anyway, sorry, you were gonna say. As far as best act or best supporting actress, oh my god. I I truly don't know because I haven't seen it. Yeah. And Glenn has not won I, anything. I, no, I really think she's just kind of on the list. <laughs> she's on but the I don't list. think she's won any of them. She's on the um, list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, like from what we know and what we can expect, I'm going to say Olivia too. I really am. I, I just think mm-hmm. it's going to be everything that we need. And I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah, I am too. I'm that's the thing is I'm so excited to see the father. Yes. I like, it is so my cup of soup. So I think Anthony Hopkins uh, is going to be great too. Like, I mean, Chadwick Boseman mm-hmm. is going to win, but I'm, I'm right. I'm excited to see both of them just like spar. Yeah, I feel like if it was a different year, I could see this being a year for Anthony Hopkins to win. Yeah. But I think this is a Chadwick Boseman sweep. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's cool. <sighs> All right. Well, you know, we'll uh, as things are available to watch, or as we, you know watch things that are available that we're not watching <laughs> um you know this all may change yeah. so uh consider this written in pencil yeah. well uh before we go of course we've got our bsa of the week to cover which of course is a uh you all know it's a movie or performance an actress a song a thing a food anything in our lives that is acting as the best supporting actress in our lives this week um so what do you got well, Colin, I'm back on my bullshit. I am I am diving I am headfirst really into the Real Housewives of New York <laughs> on Hulu. Oh, and I know. I know. Hey. But it is it has just brought me a lot of like last week was like a hard week. And that sounds dramatic. Mm-hmm. It, nothing's happening. I, it's like nothing ha- is happening and everything's happening all at the same time. It was just a weird energy throughout the entire week. And I started watching Housewives again. And it's kind of just what I needed. I, <clears throat> It's like, you know, it's it's a big bag of bullshit. But I just like love these women. Yeah. And it's like the earlier seasons, which is like the equivalent of like, you know, the golden age of drag race. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like stuff. Mm -hmm. And and granted, I know there's like so much more to come that people would consider probably the golden age of housewives, but I'm just really enjoying it um, and having a great time. These women are crazy and I'm obsessed. So that's been bringing me some joy this week. And um, 
and my my BSA of the week is, I mean, really kind of sweeping the nation at this point too. And I won't get into it too much because I really don't have an opinion. I know that sounds like a cop out, uh, but my BSA of the week is the Meghan Markle Prince Harry interview with Oprah that happened mm-hmm. on Sunday. Um, Sunday, yes, uh, from eight o'clock to ten o'clock. Sunday, yeah. Uh, Keon and I watched it. We had a great time. It's very juicy. I've heard so mm-hmm. many different opinions um, on who's right mm-hmm. or who's wrong or is she making it up or is she's exactly right. Um, it's very, I'm fascinated by it, by it all really. And I'm, I'm very intrigued of like what's to come. And that's all I'll say. Well, that happens to be my BSA of the week as well. So, yes. uh, yeah, I watched let's it. Let's break it down. Let's, let's break it <laughs> so, so, so talk about, let's get into it. Yeah. I mean, I know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was like I was I've never been invested in in any of the royals and in all of this. It's never been my thing. Didn't watch the wedding. So, like, I don't come into it with an opinion. Um, I didn't even watch Suits. So I have no opinion on Meghan Markle than what I've seen. (laughs) And, you know, she seems she seems lovely. And so I was very surprised or I guess I shouldn't have been that there were such there were such dissident points of view. Like, I guess I kind of expected like kind of like with politics where it's like, oh, only the people we disagree with would think that. But it's like, oh, people I agree with on other things also think this. And I don't know if I think that. Um, But I don't know what I think. So uh, I, I, my take on it is that I, I think, I think what stuck with me the most was that when she was talking about you know, having thoughts of suicide and that she mm-hmm. wanted to get help and that she like, you know, went to like the, the HR department of the firm and they were like, you know, we, we feel for you, but you're not an employee, so we can't really help you. And she couldn't do anything on her own because, you know, she'd have to kind of, you shouldn't even have her like driver's license, passport, car keys, whatever. Yeah. And so yeah. um, she could barely leave the house, you know? And so it was like, I, I that to me seemed like I know it's very easy to be like oh poor princess in the in the castle and it's like well, but like your your financial situation it's not that it has nothing to do with your mental health but like it's not like if you make enough money you'll never have mental health issues you know yes um, mm-hmm. and so I think that that's where I I found the delegitimizing of this to be disconcerting because I thought like I don't know. It, it felt like some of the same people who felt it was very important to post on Twitter and Facebook, you know, believe women, listen to women. I felt like some of those people were calling this a crock of shit. And I thought like, okay, so I guess that, so believe women only when uh, it's convenient. Like what's the narrative you're here? Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, cause I, this doesn't, this to me feels like it falls under the headline of like, believing someone i know it's not about assault but it's i don't know about someone's mental health about having suicidal thoughts like mm-hmm. why the fuck would she make that up you know like why would she lie yes. about that like yeah. that's so sick to to even like bring that into the conversation like i don't know that that like people could say other things about it like that maybe i don't have as much in, uh, information on but i think when it comes to someone saying like I was pretty much prepared to kill myself if I was left alone with the, you know, with the time and the supplies. I think mm-hmm. to say, oh, you know, poor actress millionaire, you know, I don't have any sympathy. It, I think 
I think you're, I think you're chasing clout, Mama. You know, like I think that like <laughs> reconsider, like reconsider this post. You know, because like that's really that's some dark shit. I think. Um, so yeah. you know, I I'm not questioning people questioning other things because I don't have enough information to have that conversation. But I think when it comes to like someone's mental health, um, I think especially when they're talking about being suicidal, I think it's um, it's really shitty to um, say anything like unsupportive of somebody getting help you know yeah i i too do not know anything really i mean i i watched season four of the crown that's that's sure all the that's what i got and, yeah and, and, <laughs> and yeah the a lot of what they showed in the crown is very similar um you know not identical replicas you know but like of what diana went through as far as just like i mean the 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 good news is it is that harry is you know the husband that charles was not mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. from what i'm hearing and from what i'm seeing in front of me as well too um that so much time of diana was just like was spent inside the castle and just like kind of waiting for charles to to get home or to get back from work and in the meantime she's just kind of chilling so it, it again this is all of what i watched in season four of the crown so this is uh it's all very interesting. It is very like it's. I'm glad the conversation's happening. I think it's a big moment for Oprah. Um, yeah. Glad to see her back in the conversation. Um, the memes are a plenty, and mm-hmm. um, I'm here for it. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's like I'm here for the mental health discussion. I'm also here for the memes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like let it be balanced. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's. It's. I think it's all very interesting and. Um, I uh I don't know. Uh I I think I'm I think I'm team Meghan, Harry and the Queen. I feel like the Queen Yeah. That's what I kind of liked the most about this. Like if I'm thinking of this as like a, a just a narrative, if I'm not really thinking of the real world and implications, I just think of these as characters as queens on drag race. I like the idea that the queen is safe, you know? Yes. I like how you stay. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I did. I mean, I don't know. Just because I, I think it. If the narrative was like, oh yeah, and she's a fucking monster, it'd be like, oh man, oh brother, you know. Um, yeah. It, so it's yeah too much. And I do love the kind of uh, chapter two or the epilogue of like Piers Morgan is going to no longer be on Good Morning Britain because of his yes. response. I was like, okay, well, yes, um, something good came of this, right? <laughs> yeah. I know we have that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, here so we there, go. There you go. Uh, the game begins. If we are incredibly wrong about this, or you are some royals expert, and we are not seeing the larger picture, I, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't really care about the larger picture. I think if yeah. if if she's happy and healthy, if they're doing good in the world, if they don't want to be part of Buckingham Palace, I don't really care. Like, yeah, you know, I, I don't really care that I think so long as, you know, I think that's all. Yeah, that's the only thing I would care about is like, well, if she's locked up in a, you know, in a castle having really suicidal thoughts. OK, that's not good. You know? Yeah, we should care. Yeah. Then let's care. We care a lot. We care, we a, care lot. a lot. I do care a lot as I hit on, as I hit this vape pen. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. Um. All right. Well, anything else before we uh, no, before we say I goodnight, Gracie? Good. I feel good. All right. I feel good. Uh, well, as per usual, we don't get played off on Best Supporting After Shows because it's an after show. So we leave when we're ready. And uh, I've got my purse. I've got my hat. So uh, I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.